Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to catch up with Kessner. Today we have Mrs. Decker throwing it back to my high school counselor as we go through the start of this new series. Uh, Mrs. Decker, thank you so much for taking the time. I feel really honored that you invited me to be here. You were a really special student in my career path and meant a lot to me while you were at school. And so it's been great cyber stalking you for the last seven <laughs> years. And it's great to like actually talk to you in virtual person. So this is great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. To start things off, Mrs. Decker, for the people that don't know who you are, really quickly, who are you? What are you up to? We'll start off with that. Yeah, so my name is Heather Decker. I'm the coordinator of counseling at LPS Hayward or Leadership Public Schools in Hayward, California. Um, we're a small charter high school with a focus on helping first-generation students get to college. Um, and Kessner yeah. was in my caseload when yeah. he was in high school. Um, in his senior year, he was the school president. And so oh, we man. had to make sure that he had enough time to do all of his student gov stuff. So he was my TA his senior year as well which was yeah. super fun. Um, so that's been great. Um, currently right now, so when Kessner, when we last spoke, mm -hmm. uh, when we were in high school, I was, you know, just starting my counseling career at Hayward. Mm. Um, I was actually in the middle of grad school when you graduated. So wow. I was working full time. I was doing grad school full time at night, mm. um, doing an internship. I think the year after you graduated, yeah, I did my internship. Um, and so it was a lot all at once, but since then, obviously I've graduated, right. um, I've done that for a while and now I'm the head of the department, um, wow. since last year. So that was, that's great. It's been a big growth to now be like the person that has to come up with the vision. Yeah. Right? Like coach people and help them and who are new in their career or, mm -hmm. you know, we have interns and stuff like supervising people who want to do my job as a job. Like, wow. Trying to think of like the level of responsibility of like, oh man, I have to be an expert at this and help somebody else because they're going to go help more kids and that matters. Like there's been a lot of that. Um, that's kind of where I am. We have a, a strong counseling team now and I'm awesome. really excited to be a part of that. But yeah, it's, it's grown a lot since it was just Dr. Aguilar and myself. At wow. the yeah, we've come, come a long way. Man, I'm just starting to reminisce about, you know, just the days of high school and, you know, putting it out there like having like just having this conversation with you as an older adult now it's it's exciting and weird at the same time because there's so many things that you're talking about um in the past tense but it feels like the present tense for me just you know starting off my my career as a teacher but it's like i'm just so excited to, for the conversation today but you know that's good to hear a lot of great things that we're going to get into so you know i'm, I'm very curious because a lot of the things that I have in mind today, it's, you know, conversations that I never really had for, had with you, you know, on a, on a deeper level, just because, you know, I was a kid back then. But thinking about your younger experiences um, as a counselor and just going into, into that field, what about your experiences when you were younger motivates you to be the best counselor that you can be for your students now? Yeah. Um, so I always go back to this, like, story um, of, like, my time in high school. So I, like, actively have very vivid memories of what that okay. experience was like for me um so there was stuff that happens in your life when you're in high school yep. teenagers you know things with your family happen and yeah it was pretty challenging time for me especially in the beginning of high school and mm. you know my school counselor at my school was was helpful right yeah. but 
wasn't really the person I needed in that moment. Mm. And when the times got really tough, I like, I realized to myself, like, I want to be the person that I needed in that moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? Like that process was really hard and I wanted to have someone to talk to, someone to go to, someone who could help guide me right. through the choices that I wanted for life. Um, and so, you know, after I graduated high school, I studied psychology at San Jose State and right. was doing that in like year two into my program. I went back and talked to my counselor at my high school. I was like, yeah, I'm going to school. I want to be a school counselor just like you. He's like, don't do that. <laughs> no jobs. Like oh, you're, it, you're not, you're not going to want to do that. And my mm. heart sank. Wow. I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Like I'd already had this vision that I was going to go and get a, you know, go to grad school right away after I graduated. And right. I don't know if that's the right thing to do now. And mm. you know, what am I going to do? So when I graduated, I didn't go to grad school. I was like, okay, I'm, I need to go try this career out and figure out if I actually like it. Right. So I started off working at a company called Seneca, um, which okay. is a, a school for students who are struggling with like emotional disabilities. Mm, um, that can't yeah. be in a traditional like school setting right away. Right. I did that for about a year and a half. And that was really hard on my heart to see students that were struggling so hard. Mm. And while they were providing a lot of like behavioral help, right. the academic help was just not there. And I, I worried about these kids' futures, like learning right. and like when they transitioned out to traditional high schools, like what that experience was going to be like, were they going to be able to keep up? What were their like future yeah. goals going to be? So that was really hard. And it was funny, like all that time, I still had this thing in the back of my head. I'm like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go be a school counselor. Like, I think I still want to do that. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Um, and then this, you know, some, something happened at Seneca and I was like, you know what? I really think I need to transition. And I saw the Craigslist posting for this academic intervention position at a new charter school that I'd never heard of in a city wow. that I hadn't really spent time in. Like I grew up mm -hmm. in Fremont, so I hadn't been okay. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, we need somebody to create what academic intervention is at our school. So me being this little 22, 23. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I have this idea. It's going to be peer tutoring and I'm going to offer one-on-one -on -one support and do all these things. Right. In the back of my brain, I was like, I wonder if this will eventually turn into school counseling. Like, mm. I wonder if this position will become that. Right. We didn't have a school counselor at that part. We were only in year two of mm. LPS. So I did that for about four years and, you know, they hired another school counselor and I like watched right. them do the work and I watched them go through this piece and I kept like, can I help you just a little bit? Like, can I <laughs> talk about what you're doing? And, you know, at one point, you know, about 2010, 2011, I finally turned to our then principal, Ms. Klafke. Right. Oh, man. I kind of need, I'm, I'm going to go back to grad school. Like, mm. I'm just, like, I have to do it. Like, I can, right. I can see this every day. I'm working with the school counselor we have now. I know this is what I want. I've known that since high school. You know, I've known that since, you know, 16, 17 years mm. old. But now it's been seven years since I graduated. And I'm a full adult, like, yeah, married. I have a real job. Like, is this really <laughs> what I want to do? Like, blow up my entire life. Mm. But sometimes you kind of have to do that. Like, if you know, like, in your gut, like, this is a thing that you want to do, mm. the risk is worth it. And so at that point in time, I just told her, and she's like, okay, the next year I'm hiring you as a counselor. Like, you kind of like bring it into existence by mm -hmm. like just committing to this goal. And I keep thinking back about like, you know, you worry that it's going to be too hard. So you don't want to do it. Yeah. You get scared and you talk yourself out of it. Definitely. And I talked myself out of it for seven years. Right. And that was 
you know, I needed to go through the work. I needed to learn. But in yeah. the end, it was like, you know, you, you, you feel it in your gut, what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. For most people, sometimes it takes a really long time. Sometimes right. the journey is hard. Yeah. But I knew that in that moment. And I've never regretted the decision since. Yeah, grad school was hard. <laughs> Going to grad school while you're yep. working full time, while yep. you're interning, while you're trying to take care of your husband who's also in, you know, in school and True. all these things. Like, it's hard. But, you know, in the end, like, I don't regret a minute of it. Mm, you follow your passion you're doing things you actually want to do like it just it feels worth it and so like thinking back to the like you know 14 15 year old heather <laughs> she knew then what she wanted dang it yeah. feels different because you had to go through the journey to get there. right right like you, need, you needed to like prove it to yourself that you could do it and that mm. was the right thing um so while it took me a little bit longer to get there like the journey was worth it Dang. That's, that's so true. I loved how you said that, you know, if you really want something, you have to go get it because, you know, down the line, when I think back to your, to your story of, you know, 14, 15 year, years old, you had an idea, you had this, this image of what you wanted to be, um, but you were too scared or you were too worried or you're, you know, insecure of what, whatever was to come, whether that was too hard, it was too difficult, uh, take too much time, you know, but you know, it took you seven years to really buckle down and just come to the fact saying, this was always a dream of mine. This was always something that I saw myself positioned to do well in or something that, that's on my heart. Um, but something was always holding me back. And it took you a while for you to be comfortable with that idea, for you to accept that, no, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to, to put, put myself on a limb and say, you know, if this was something on my heart to begin with, it's worth giving it a shot. And I think that's something that a lot of people can relate with, even myself, of, you know, even when it comes to teaching, you know, I say this quite often, I, I never imagined myself becoming a teacher. I really liked teaching in college, but I never thought that I was, you know, going to be fit enough to be a classroom teacher in, in the classroom, right? You know, I was a dance teacher beforehand, but science, like that's, that's a whole different field for me. Um, even though I love science, even though I studied science, you know, it's, as you know, it's a lot different being a, a classroom teacher in that sense. So it took me a while to, to wrestle with that and to just come into terms. But, you know, I'm really finding myself in this space. And when I hear that in a counselor that, you know, I really thought had everything together, you know, when you were my counselor back in the, back in the day, I, you know, I thought you had everything down. You were like the go-to person for college apps, for college advice, um, and just high school in general. And so, you know, to hear that, you know, you were still in that, in that, space of uncertainty or you're in that space of figuring out your role or your position and you know the the degree of your impact it's it never it never occurred to me that those thoughts were going to your head and you know it's not supposed to right i feel like a lot of times as you know teaching professionals or just staff members at a school you have to feel very put together you have to feel like you know what you're doing all the time 100 percent of the time or else you know that might bleed into your students right and you want to be that person that like you said, meets your students where you're at or meets your, your caseload of where they're at. And that's such an important idea of meeting your students of where they need you, showing them, you know, I'm not just a position, but I'm a person too. And understanding you as um, a young adolescent of where you, you're entering into high school or where you're entering into your lives. It's a very pivotal moment, a very monumental moment of what is your next step. And I'm here to help you, you know, guide through that process. I'm here to help counsel you through that process and to make the the process or journey a lot easier 
And I feel like that's definitely a role that you played for me, definitely making high school a lot easier for me. But, you know, not a lot of counselors are like that. And like you said, you know, they're, they're not fully what you need at that time. And I think that's the experience that you were talking about when you were in high school. And so I just appreciate that you were able to take your own experience of, you know, I wish I had a better counselor in some senses, and I'm going to be a counselor that does that for other students, you know, meets them where they're at, you know, is there when they need me to be not just emotionally, but, you know, academically and all these different components. And, you know, you did that for me. I know that you did that for a lot of other students in my class and just, I'm sure you've done it definitely throughout the years. And it's just great to see that full circle of, you know, you take an experience of something that you lacked in high school and for you to turn into that person like when you actually reach your career or when you when you go down the line. So it's it's pretty cool to hear. It's definitely cool to hear. Yeah. And it's always still a growth journey. Like it's interesting. Yeah. Like you're in what, like year three going into teaching? What's yes. what you're yes. year three. three or three? Yeah. When I was your senior counselor, that was year two of me doing the job. Dang. Right. And you can see this thing like you want to put this face on, like you have mm-hmm. it all together. Right. And by year, I've been at LPS for 13 years now. I just finished year 13. <laughs> You realize that like people don't people don't always expect that of you all the time. Like yeah. that's okay to be real. Be like, you know what? Today I'm struggling. Yeah. But that's okay. And we're gonna do this together. I don't know the answer to that, but we're gonna figure it out together and that's okay. Like that yeah. gives permission for students, for parents, for staff, for whoever's involved to like we're human. Like sometimes we don't know everything all the time. Right. And that's fine. Like sometimes we're having a rough day and that's okay too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially with everything that's happening in the world right now, you kind of like, yeah. we keep talking in our school, like you have to practice grace. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to practice grace with like yourself. And so like, okay. as you go through this and if you feel like you have to have it all together all the time, nobody has it together all the time. I know. I'm, I'm sure there was days when you were there that I had to close my office and cry in the corner. <laughs> that, like, like that's, that's real. And I'm, I'm oh sure God. you're having some of those now. Like, yeah. It happens, like, but that's part of the process. And as you go through it longer, you realize, like, it's okay. Right. That doesn't make you any less professional. That doesn't make you any less, you know, knowledgeable or, you know, capable of doing the job. That just makes you human. Yeah. As soon as you can kind of accept that, it makes it a whole lot easier. There's a whole lot less pressure Mm, to kind of be a certain way. And kids don't feel like they have to be a certain way with you either. Yeah. They can be real. They want genuineness. They want realness because they can, they can sniff it out real fast if you're not. Yep. The kids know if you're putting a face on or if you're like trying to be super, like I'm professional. I know what I'm doing. Like they sniff that out and they're like, now I'm going to go to the next person. Like it's fine. Mm -hmm. They'd rather you just be real. I I try as much as I can. Right. Right. And I'm just thinking about how parallel this works for pretty much like all occupations or all jobs, you know, the idea of wanting to be your best at all times. And we should be, right? I'm not saying that it's, you know, you have to put up this front or you have to be this person um, because your job requires it. But at the same time too, it's especially during a time now where this idea, I love the idea how you said grace and, you know, we're coming into spaces that we're not completely familiar with. We're coming into a role, maybe some of us, got a promotion maybe some of us are working a different job but whatever space that we're in right now it's this idea that we're trying to be our best and we're going to be our best but we just need time um and we we're going to have slip-ups we're going to have moments where we're we're not on our a game but that's okay because you know 
it's it's always reassuring to knowing that the person next to you probably doesn't have it together either um in some degree right maybe they look a certain way or they they're acting a certain way and that's okay like we can try to do that too but it's this idea of coming to our knees and saying there are moments where i cannot do this or i'm Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm alone or i feel like there's something that's holding me back and you know bringing that into light you know being being open with that idea um and just being honest i think is a huge part too especially now this honesty of where we're at where where our feelings are at in in our jobs and just with the way the world is is shifting right now and so it's it's good to to hear that i'm in a place and a lot of us are in a place where where our teachers were once in and you know to see where they are now of just the growth that our teachers have had our, our staff has had and how much better they're they're doing now they're, we can look forward to that as a as a class and just as you know people in general looking forward into ourselves and knowing that there's there's a lot better things for us ahead yeah i mean it's there just be patient with yourself right, right. Just keep trying to do the next right thing all yeah. the time and, and just kind of keep going you'll you'll be okay and don't be afraid to ask for help Yes. I think that's the biggest thing. Don't be afraid to ask for help. If you're struggling, like, that's okay to struggle. I'm okay not to ask for help. <laughs> like, that's the kind of piece you got to remember. Like, yeah. call somebody, call your mom, mm-hmm. call your best friend, call your right. teacher that you had five years ago. Mm-hmm. Someone will answer the phone, but, like, you don't have to struggle through it alone. That's true. That, that was the big thing, like, calling back to the, the experience in high school is, like, I shouldn't have had to go through that alone. Mm. And so it's like, I don't want anybody else to feel like they have to go through it alone either. Right. So Kessner, if you need it, call me. I will. I will. (laughs) And that's why I love this right here. Um, Thinking about, you know, where you're at currently and just, you know, how much, I love how you're attesting to your, to the growth that you've had as a, as a school counselor and just being able to take in this position now where you're leading other people in their, in their journeys of finding their counseling career. But Speak about what were your most joyful experiences and your most troubling experiences as a high school counselor. Oh my gosh. I mean, just like when you, when you came up to that, like my biggest pieces actually were being as an, an advisor. Mm. Like those parts was like a whole different thing. So like at our school, yeah. each staff gets an advisory of students that they're like, right. have all four years. It's kind of like their little family and you're like yes. their parent. And these are yeah. all the little siblings, right? So um, my first advisory I had for all four years and they graduated the year before you. So in 2012, yep. and I think back to the very first student in my advisory that ever got accepted to college. And she like, I love this I love the story, but she went to Humboldt for there. Mm-hmm. They had this like admissions day where you could get on the spot, accepted at Humboldt. And like, I had knew in advance, like that was the school she really wanted to go to. And she was making this big trip. Like Humboldt's like, you know, six, seven hours away, her family yeah. drove, and this whole event, and I'm, like, wandering through Target one day, and I get this text message from her, and she sends me a picture of their certificate that says, like, you were accepted, and I'm, like, bawling, crying, <laughs> Target, and people like, don't know what's happening, mm-hmm. I'm, like, texting her, I'm, like, calling her, like, I'm so excited for you, <laughs> I'm, like, no shame situation, because it was, like, you know, that was 2011, 2012, that's when I was applying for grad school. So like we, like my first advisory and me applied to college at the same time. Like we wrote our essays together. We we like both got acceptance t-shirts together. (laughs) I jokingly put my picture up on the college acceptance board. (laughs) We went through that process together. So to have her get that acceptance, like was huge. I've been with her since, you know, she was 13 years old. Yeah. 
And so those moments like fill me up. Like I remember my second advisory, one student had said from the beginning, he wanted to go to Irvine. And like we calendared the day that Irvine was supposed to send the messages out. And he's in class. Now, Kessner, you know, you're not supposed to text when you're yeah, in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not supposed to text. Anyone else listening, don't text in class. Don't text at school. But he texted me from class. I got an Irvine. <laughs> like, like trying to figure out what classroom he is in. I'm running over there like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see you. And I was so excited for him because like that's what, and he went there and he graduated from there and now he's doing like amazing things. Yeah. Right? So it's those moments like the hard work leads to that. Mm, right. Chances where you get to like see the, these dreams, these goals come right. to fruition. Like so much of my job, I think of it that way of like, my job is to help you figure out whatever your goal is like yeah. to have conversations whatever these things like whatever you right. want and then you know give you the pathway to do that right like give you all the information the guidance to point you in the right direction yeah but my job is to help you make your dreams come true right like, how amazing is that it's true how amazing is that that's true and i think about that like i got another student in my second advisory I don't remember if it was like his junior year or something. And I was just, mm -hmm. you know, having the conversation of like, well, what do you, what do you want to do when you grow up? He's like, oh, I think I want to do something with computers. I was like, no, but let me ask you the real question. Like, if you could think of the coolest job in the entire world, like what's the, co like, I don't care if it sounds completely unrealistic. What is the thing you actually want to do? He's like, I want to build an Iron Man suit. And I was like, okay, tell me more about this. Like, let me live in this dream that you have. Like, what part of the Iron Man suit? Do you want to like do the like the armature? Do you want to do the programming? Do you want to be the superhero that flies in it? He's like, I want to make the Jarvis. Dang. I want to make the computer like system that talks in there. I yeah. was like, oh, we're in it. Like, let's figure out the school. It's going to get you to programming. Let's do this thing. Wow. Graduated from San Jose State last winter. And every time I talked to him, I was like, how's your Jarvis going? He's like, this is what I'm doing in class right now. That's leading towards Jarvis. Like, this is what I'm doing right now. That's going to help me. Wow. Like, it's about me just believing in whatever goal they have yeah. and pushing them to think bigger, mm, right? Good. Like, put, helping them, like, dive into what's in their heart. Yeah. It could have been easy for him to say that to someone. Like, it probably was hard for him to say that. And if he said it to somebody else, they might have been like, that's ridiculous. Like, you're not going right. to build an Iron Man suit. Iron Man does exist. I was like, but I, my job is to believe in your dreams and help right. support you to get to whatever that version is. Yeah. So when Kessner said he was going to go to Davis and he was going to study medicine, I was like, yeah, Kessner is. And when Kessner decided he was going to be a bio teacher, I was like, yeah, I kind of thought he was going to be a science teacher. Like, He's a really good teacher. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so that's okay. But if whatever pathway you took, mm -hmm. my job is to be like, cool, let's get you to whatever that thing is. You know, I'm still sad that we didn't get to hire you. <laughs> but when you come back to the Bay Area someday, we're here. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest parts, oh God, there's, there's a lot, there's a I'm lot that breaks sure. my heart, <laughs> but I think it's one of those situations. It's like, this job is complicated. Yeah. Right? Being a counselor, yeah. you're there for the good and you're there for the bad. Right. Right. And, and part of the, like people, like people sometimes make the jokes that I don't appreciate, but they said they worry about like, oh, if you're a counselor, it's like garbage in all day and then garbage out all day. Like all you hear is the negative all day. And so then in your life, you always just see the negative. And I was like, okay. I don't actually think my role is like that most of the time. Most wow. of the people aren't just like negative. It's like they're struggling with something because they want to work towards something better. Like they can wow. see a vision of what better looks like. And wow. right now it's not that. And they're struggling with that dissonance, right? Wow. Like, 
So when we're, even when the days are bad, when the kids are like, you know, this thing happened to me or this person is being this way, or I don't know if I'm going to get to my goals. Like Mm. the struggle is with, because they have a vision of something better and I want to help them get to that piece. Um, But we get there, right? Like the journey looks different. And my whole, my whole philosophy that we talk about a lot is like, everybody's path is different. Yeah. Yeah. It might take you longer, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to get there. And it's not going to be, not going to be any less sweet when you arrive. Mm, Right. So it's okay if there's a struggle, it's okay if you had to have your origin story that leads you to becoming this better version of yourself. Like, yeah, that's okay too. Um, Yeah. I think we, we make great relationships with students here and, you know, the hardest things when we lose a student, we've mm-hmm. lost a student over the years. Yeah. And that's really, that's really a struggle. That's true. It's really a struggle because these people are all part of our family. Mm. Right. Um, but I feel fortunate enough to have had these people in my lives. Like right. I try to calculate recently how many students have come through LPS. Cause I've worked with every single graduating class has ever been at the I school. Know. So it's like, my math is terrible. So let's just say <laughs> 1500 students or something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's fifteen hundred lives that we've gotten to touch in some way, shape, or form. Wow! Yeah, the good and the bad—they all come together, and it's—it's just a really special career to be a part of. It's a really special school to be a part of. Yeah, be a part of. Um, And so I—I just feel fortunate to have been in a position to be at this school that you know gave me a chance when I was twenty-three. Let me build something from scratch, which yeah. You know, at that point in time, they were still building the school from scratch. So right. let this person come in. And then when I decided that I wanted something more, they backed me up. It's mm, good. Right? They supported me. They're like, okay, right. we'll do that. And so I just kind of keep that in the back of my mind with my students right. of like, I want to give you the opportunities that you can to grow because this place has given me the opportunities to grow. Right. Yeah. So many good things from that and that I, that I love thinking about, you know, just, you know, talk wrapping this idea of you know my job is the joy you know like when i when i hear you talk about your experiences as an advisor early advisor as a counselor i just love the the spirit in which you talk of you know my my the the role that i have the position that i have and the work that i do is the joy because i go through so many walks of lives with these with my students and and you know these people that are not too sure of their direction. They're not too sure of their, their path of how to get to point A to point B, but my job is to make point A to point B a little bit more realistic or just feel a little bit more attainable. And there is that beauty of being a part of that when it's you know a life that you've never been a part of. You, know, you get a student, you don't know who they are, you don't know, you know what, what journey or what experiences they've, they've gone through, but you know, I want to hear your life. I want to hear what you have in mind of, where you want to be and my job is to help you feel like you can get there and that's just such a beautiful beautiful place to be in as not just a counselor as a teacher as an advisor but you know just as a person to to be able to say 15 years 10 years down the line eight years down the line saying i played a role in that person getting to where they wanted to be um and that's not from coming from a place of boastful or you know a place of ego but just being a place of of humility you know saying I was a part of that journey. You know, I was a part of the decisions that you made to help you, you know, be in a place that where you're so much more happier and to be able to contribute to your happiness, be able to, to be in the spots of your, of your lowest point also, 
that's just like I was there with you and I feel for you and this idea of being so humble of you know we don't we don't know where we want to be we don't know what life is 10 years down the line but you know whatever passion you have whatever interest you know whatever extravagant idea that you want to build upon yourself like let's start there you know let's let's hold on to this idea of Jarvis let's hold on to this idea of medicine or you know whatever it is and we'll, we'll find a way to, to make it work you know it may not fully flesh out you know manifest into the exact idea that you have but that's okay right because we're seeing what complements who you are we're seeing what complements your personality your interests and we're going to find something that really that really thrives in that and nurtures nurtures this idea of who you are it's not necessarily the image of what you expect but what complements who you are and i think i loved how you gave the example of you know when i was in high school i really wanted to become a doctor and you know this idea of caring for people through medicine caring through people through healthcare that was the fundamental idea of why I wanted to become a doctor. And just thinking about it now, like I'm not a doctor, but I'm essentially doing the same work of caring for the people that come into my life. And that's yes. the beautiful part, right? I never thought I'd be a teacher. I thought I'd be a doctor when, it, when I was going through college. And, you know, I, life takes you in different directions and I have no regret with the path that I've taken. And that's, that's where I can profoundly say it's because I had a person in high school that believed that I can get to where I want to be. And that was you, you know, like just having so much confidence and saying, you know, if you want to become a doctor, like, let's, like, let's take that. Let's do, let's do the job and let's put in the work and let's make the connections and, you know, work through the personal statements and find what you're passionate about or find what you're interested in talking about. And let's lean into that because, you know, it's funny how you said that, you know, you, you thought I was going to be a teacher one day and, you know, being in high school, I never thought I'd be a teacher. And just for you to say that now, it's, you know, it's a, it's a laughing moment, essentially. And, you know, but when I think back to it, I, I did have the characteristics of, you know, when I think of my teachers, when I think of the, the best staff members that have grown apart to my journey in, in middle school and high school and college, when I think about them, there are a lot of qualities that I, that I really appreciate and that I try to emulate when I'm a teacher now. And so, when I think of that, it's some of it comes a little bit more naturally. And I do appreciate those moments of, huh, maybe, maybe teaching is a little bit more my style or maybe counseling is a little bit more of what I'm interested in. It's just like this, this environment, this conversation, conversations that I have with my students and other professionals and other academics. It's, it's, it's a space that I really like being in. And would I have gotten that if I was a doctor? Maybe not, you know, but, you know, I like where I'm at and I, I enjoy what the impact of the scope of what I'm doing. And that's, that's something that I think about when I, when I reflect on my high school journey. And when I talk to my students of, I have this idea, like 10 years down the line, it's not necessarily, it may not necessarily feel out the way that you think it's going to be what you envision it to be. But at the same time too, like what, what part of yourself are you preserving? Right. Yeah. Cause you don't want your, your core fundamental awesome personality to change over time like that happens and we go through j different experiences we go through different journeys that affect us who we are but what essentially about yourself are you keeping with yourself as you go through high school as you go through college as you go through finding yourself as an adult you know and it's preserving those core fundamentals of your values your morals that make you the the best person that you can be and you know finding those different steps of to level up so I know that I've grown a lot since, since high school, but essentially there are a lot of things that, you know, really haven't really left and it's been a, just a huge part of who I am. And so for you to, 
to lean into that as a counselor and for you to identify those things at an early age for, for us students when we, when we were younger and for us to, to be able to, at least for myself, be able to acknowledge that you believed in that part of me. Mm-hmm. And that's something I really appreciate and something that I'll never forget. You were, you were there when I was struggling through personal statement, but you, you reminded me of this idea of, you know, whatever that was. Um, I'm trying to think back I to it. I remember your personal statement. Oh, man, I we remember. don't need to talk about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just this idea of, you know, preserving who you are and getting colleges, getting different schools, getting whoever's looking at your application to realize this is who you are. And this is a per- person, this is a student worth investing in. This is a person worth accepting into your college, you know, whether it's, you know, who they are, whether it's their academic potential, whether, it, you know, all these different things, it's, they have so much to offer. And I think that's one thing I really appreciated about leadership or LPS in general was, you know, believing in the core fundamental of our students. And, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the background that they, or the experiences that they come from, the homes that they, that they go through, or, you know, the socioeconomic conversation. It's who are they as people? And I yeah. think there's so many students that came out of that school that can attest to that, can appreciate that, that belief of just, just letting us be who we are in the selves that we come from different, different places and have different stories, but we're all reaching in the same thing of we want to get somewhere and we want to branch out. We want to move from this place of the small bubble that we had in Hayward of, you know, what we, what we thought was possible, but you know, there's so much more out there. And I think of that when I have my students here in Hawaii, you know, there's, there's this bubble that we live in. There's this island that we live in, but at the same time, there's so much more out there. And so just to see the parallel in my upbringing um, in California and then in my students, it's, it's very, it's very awesome to, to see the, the full circle or the full nature of that. So, you know, yeah, it's just crazy to think back on that. Yeah, I think, I think one thing that's changed a lot, I think, since working with you, and I like hope that more counselors or schools think about it is like changing the conversation about how we ask kids what they want to do. Because we ask students a lot, like, what job do you want? Yeah. Right? Not like 16 years old, like, do you know every job that exists? No. Nope. I don't even know every job that exists. <laughs> like, and that's also very limiting in thinking that you only get one. Right. That's good. That's true. Right? If your path is only going to go in a straight line, it's going to lead yeah. to Casper, you will be a doctor. Yeah. Right? Like, and then, and then what? Right? Like, right. careers nowadays just aren't that way. Mm-hmm. College degrees aren't even that way. True. And so I try to start saying the com- changing the conversation of like, what's a problem you want to solve in the world? That's good. Yep. And then what strengths do you have that can address that in a variety of different ways? Yeah. So for you, like you said yourself, like you want to help make people's health better. Yeah. You want to help people by improving health. Yeah. And being a biology teacher teaches kids and students and families about how their body works mm. so they can better take care of it. It's good. Yeah. Right. For the rest of their life it's good and some of those people may be inspired to then go be a teacher or a doctor or a bioengineer or something yeah. else down the road so like you get to potentially send off 20 30 kids out into the world because mm-hmm. they could turn into 20 30 scientists doctors researchers whatever right so like you could be one doctor or you could create 30 every year crazy knows, yeah. right but it's about like what's the problem that you want to solve in the world? 
yeah. or changing the question just a little bit for some students is like, what's the question that keeps you up at night? Mm. What's the thing that you can't stop thinking about even if you wanted to? What's yeah. the thing you do even if you didn't get paid? Mm. Like you, like Good. you would dance even if you didn't get paid because you don't get paid most time when you dance, but that's like cool to your core and that's yeah. important. So follow those things that you would do no matter what. That's a lot true. of times kids stop at the like, well, that doesn't make any money, right? I was like, anything can make money if you really want to try. Mm. We could find a million ways. Like, Kessner, you could be a YouTube star right now with videos <laughs> and teach us all how to have really cool moves to Bruno Mars songs. <laughs> but, you know, you're choosing this other path and that's okay, mm. right? You yeah. can turn any, any passion into a career if you need, if you want to. So I'd rather you follow whatever that thing is that, that fills your heart mm. rather than just trying to, like, chase money. Like, I need to be a, a doctor or a lawyer or something that, like, makes gajillion dollars right like yeah yeah those paths are really hard and if you don't love it it's going to be even yeah, harder it's true it's be so much harder if you don't love that thing but if you love it cool do it like you'll spend the wakeless nights studying for that thing and going yeah. to the job and all those pieces but like like you said like keeping down to your core it's about like what do you want to make what do you want to make better in the world right and you can attack that tons of different ways now and then five years from now, and then 10 oh. years from now, like it changes a little bit, but you, you like health was important to you yeah. because of your journey that you got to today. Yeah. So whatever that thing is important to you, like follow that because mm. that will make it easier. If you're doing work that you love, it'll get easier. That's true. I think asking that question, like, what job do you want? Like, that's just so limiting and yeah. our lives change so much over time. Like I started off doing something you know, different and change twice before I got yeah. here. And who knows what will be 10 years from now? I don't know. Right. But I know I want to help students. Yeah. And I know I want to be that person that people need, especially in adolescence, because adolescence is hard. But like, sure. it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to grow and change over time. But like you said, like, keep following what's your core, what's yeah. your core thing that you want to do and make yeah. better and constantly trying to be working towards that thing mm -hmm. in one way or another in your life. Yeah. And that's good because not even outside of the scope of education too, um, for all people that are, you know, working their jobs, whether that's nine to five or working on their own time, it's, you know, is, is your job complementing who you are? And, you know, mm -hmm. for some of us, it is, some of us, it's not. And, you know, that's not to say that you're in the wrong space, but, you know, find that, find that space where you can be who you are. And yeah. for those people out there that are switching careers, finding out what their true calling is or whatever makes them happy to wake up in the morning, you know, stay true to who you are. And I think that's a huge essential part of how we find not just happiness, but also how we provide, you know, uh, for our health and our mental health and our, you know, just our, our longevity as people. It's co complementing your values, complementing who you are as a person and finding some way to do that every day you know maybe it's a job that makes money maybe it's just a side passion project um mm -hmm. or whatever it is but i think that's a it's a good thing that everyone needs everyone needs to hear is just find something that complements who you are stick to that don't let it go if it makes money it makes money if it doesn't it doesn't just find a way to have it a part of your life and i think that's that's something i've always appreciated so yeah so thinking about this whole scope of you know almost over a decade of just working at leadership public schools. And, you know, I talk a little bit about, you know, comparing your first year at LPS with this past year. Um, yeah. What changes stick out the most to you outside of, you know, building changes and different staff? What else sticks out? Yeah. 
I mean, there's definitely that, right? There's like yeah. the physical thing. Yeah. Um, we've grown in like size right now. Yeah, when we definitely. left, we were at like 500 students and now we're at like 600, over 600 yeah. students. We've grown a little bit. Yeah. But I also just think like, we're not making it up as we, we're not building the plane as it's flying yeah. anymore. That's good. Right. Like yeah. we know how to, we, like we created a school and it's going right. Like we're just finished year 15. Um, now we can like slow down and be reflective. Mm. Like it's not like putting out yeah. fires. We can there and go, well, how do we want to do this? Yeah. Right. What's in the best interest of our students? We have more capacity now. How do we want it? Like, good. not just like, what do we want to do? But like, how do we want to do it? I like that. Right. And so like when this whole pandemic came into situation, mm. like, I don't know how it was for your school, right. but at our school, we found on a Thursday that we were closing on Monday and we didn't know when we were going to come back and we had right. a transition to distance learning. So we literally had from Thursday till Monday morning to build a new school. That's true. Build an entire school. So the admin team, like myself, our principal, our APs, like all these people, basically for four days straight, you know, Thursday through very late nights on Saturday, Sundays coming together, like you had to build an entire school from scratch again. Yeah. And you had to kind of know what your core values were. Mm -hmm. What is it that like had to happen? Right. And we spent a lot of time just really thinking about like connection. We need our kids to be connected and we need to make sure that they're successful. That things are simple. Not like simple, like not rigorous, but like I know where to go quickly to yeah. get help by my class, to get my assignment to whatever it was. We wanted simplicity and success. It's mm, good. And if that's what we needed to be in distance learning for that quarter, like we weren't going to worry about some of the bigger things, like mm -hmm. what kids are wearing, obviously on a zoom call, like I'm not going <laughs> to, like, yeah. right? Like, you know, we weren't going to try to get everybody on the call at the same time because people were just dealing with basics. Yeah. They're dealing yeah. with, do I have electricity? Do I have food? Yeah. Like we were dealing with that as a school. And I think it really kind of got us to go back down to like, what is our core? Who mm -hmm. are we at? Like yeah. we're here to serve these students right. and we needed to figure out what they needed. And so yeah. in that moment, it was very much like, okay, well, some of our kids need electricity. Some of our kids need food. Some of our kids need someone to talk to. Some of our kids need like a safe space because maybe home isn't always safe all the time. That's true. Like some people, you know, some people were at a very different place. So, like they actually needed algebra tutoring. I'm like, okay, well, we'll offer that too. Yeah. But we had the capacity as a school at that point in time to slow down enough to really ask ourselves like what do our kids need and we need mm. to become that right now and that was a very powerful place to be in yeah and you know I'm, I'm a pretty like I'm a person that kind of like tells it as it is and I, sometimes <laughs> I, like, I'm stuck in my ways I've been here for 13 years like yeah. I'll call it on myself sometimes I'm like this is how we do it yeah. In that moment, I was like, oh, I don't know how we're going to do this. Mm. But after that four, that, those four days and we rebuilt it and it started running and kids started showing up and we started like seeing things and that I was like, I don't think there's a single thing that we can't do anymore. Wow. Taking that off my brain because to build a school in four days is impossible. I've <laughs> seen it. Dang. And so now when we're in these spots of like, okay, now we're going to be in distance learning for who knows how long, right? right. Like we're still in that right now. And when it's the summertime, it's like, okay, so what do we actually want? Mm. And these things can be crazy. Well, we want them to do a whole family meeting. Oh, that's crazy. How are you going to get 600 people on a phone call? <laughs> we got 550 people on a phone call on Monday. Like wow. we held a family meeting, right? Wow. Like we figure those things out. It's a lot of that like mindset. There's a book that came out a few years ago called Beautiful Constraint. 
Mm-hmm. And Dr. Waters, who was our CEO, I think when you were there, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. There before this, and they talked about like the beauty of a constraint. And they had oh. this idea that was like, you have to keep in your brain the can if scenario. Mm-hmm. We can do this if this other thing happens. Like, yeah, you want that to happen? That can happen if, if this thing happens. So like, we can have a family meeting yeah. if we have somebody who's in control of the chat mm. and we can control the microphones because sometimes kids just, when yep. figuring out technology, they're going to make choices. That, of course. You know, whatever it is, like we can do that if we have that. Yeah. And we can do that if people can see each other's faces because they want to build connection. Mm. We can do this if we can make sure they get the link in advance and we yeah. survey to figure out if everybody has a computer. Like, right. Things that seem hard, if you keep that in brain, like I can if, like everything's like a yes and, mm, you can get through wow. a lot of things that would have seemed impossible before. So like wow. right now our school is very different than it was however many years ago because we're virtual, but I actually like it a lot. Like it's really interesting. interesting. Uh, we're still able, like we had a virtual freshman orientation. Like we didn't have a retreat. I, I a know. Retreat. Oh, that's crazy. Cool, but it was really cool. Okay. And like, just because it's different doesn't mean it's bad. Right, right, right. Like we, we're growing in a lot of ways. We're stretching, yeah. we're working a lot of muscles that maybe yeah. we hadn't had to use in a while. Mm-hmm, that's true. Um, and it's cool. We have a lot of new people that are on our team that like have really interesting ideas. Mm, that's and good. Try different things. We're willing to take like risks. Yeah, yeah. It's risky. Like I'm going to do a digital Bitmoji classroom. <laughs> I'm going to, right? That's like true. you said, like, that can be risky because teenagers can be like, uh, blue, like yeah, this yeah. child, but you know, it works. They like it. They like, there's a picture of a dog on here. <laughs> Sometimes like school is definitely different now and it'll be even different when we come back. Right. Definitely, like, yeah. Those phases of it is, but like, I've seen every phase of our school pretty much. That's true. And like, I don't think there's anything that's impossible anymore. Dang. Right. So we can change, like, this is probably year, this is like version 3.0 or 4.0, or whatever it is. but like, it'll be completely different next year and it'll be completely different five years from now. But at the yeah. core, it's still like, we're here to serve our kids. Right. We want them to be successful. We want them to reach their goals, whatever those things yeah. are. As long as we keep doing those things, like, yeah. it's still up, yes, no matter what buildings or staff or people that's are there or online in person. Like, I think that's really big in that piece of just, Mm-hmm. you know remember like you said what's what's at your core there's a core yeah. to our school too that's true and i think that's why the school has been so you know gradually just improved every single year and has found the success it is because w- one thing i'll always remember is just the core values of the school right and you know this mantra or this vision that the school has and you know i've definitely carried that at the heart of, you know, my educational journey and just me as a person. But I think when, when an entity or a project or this, you know, this thing just starts off with core fundamentals, very strong values, and has a very forward progressive direction of making lives better, you know, whatever entity this is, and you keep working toward that, it's, it's, you're going to see growth. And I just love how, yeah, there's just so many things I love of, you know, hearing the, the work that the school is doing now and just the, 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 the degree of reach that LPS has made and, you know, going from, like you said, just even if it's only a hundred more students in a class, like that's still a hundred more lives that are getting the LPS experience. And, you know, that's something that I can really attest to and just really appreciate and 
you know, thinking back and, you know, that's a hundred more students that could turn out just like me or, you know, probably better. And so when we talk about this over decade long span of the school, there's just so many things to appreciate. And, you know, it comes down to the, the can ifs. And I love, I love how you said that, you know, definitely check out the book. And it's this idea of, I can do this if I have that. And, you know, keeping up, keeping that, that, that pathway or keeping that moment or keeping that idea of, I can do this as long as I have this in place and working toward that if part, mm-hmm. you know, and just focusing on that if part. If I, can, if I can accomplish or obtain that if, then my can is possible. Yeah. And that's just a, such a beautiful place to be in because it's, very, it's a very positive space to be in. And it is like, it's not always going to turn out the way that we, that we intend it to be. And that's just a very realistic way, but keeping the can if in our pocket and keeping that, that idea of, you know, it's, it's possible as long as we work on the factors around whatever we want. And so you know, another nugget to keep in my pocket, you know, whoever's listening can ifs, that's a good one. Um, but if there's anything that wraps up the, the span of LPS, it's, you know, they can do that because they were able to focus on the other things every mm-hmm. single year. Um, and I love how it's in a space now where you don't have to worry about survival or you have to worry about basic accreditation or whatever, you yeah. know, was working through the start of the school. You're in a, in a wonderful place now where you can focus on the bigger picture, where you're able to, to, to think past the, the survival mode, if that makes sense. And yeah. essentially, now that I'm thinking, that's where a lot of us are in our time right now, where we're focusing on the survival. Yeah. But I think back to when we get out of this pandemic, when we get out of this, this idea of, you know, racial injustice, when we come to a place of, we can do this if we all come together. We can do this if we all continue the conversations that we need to have. And eventually, you know, not saying it's going to happen overnight, uh, overnight, but by having these continued conversations and these continued effort, we can get there. And I think that's something that we can all believe in or just hold on to right now is, you know, we're in a very low spot as a country. We're very, we're in a low spot individually, um, in our households or whatever the case is. But you know, what are you working to make that better in the long run? And holding on to that idea that it will get better, but we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Just like the school, we're going to find a place where we'll be ten years down the line, and we can focus on the bigger picture. You know, but right now it's about the survival. It's about focusing on building a good foundation. It's focusing on building the good habits. Um, and building the right mindset. And then from there, things will come into fruition. And so I just love that analogy of taking the, the roots of the school and applying that to my life or just, you know, whoever's listening, applying it to your own life. You know, it's, it's a progression. It's a journey. can So that's good. I think the other thing that's changed that I just thought about as we we're talking is like, yeah. now we have like alumni staff. <laughs> that's true. We yeah. have a bunch. We have like eight. That's crazy staff that were graduated from our school and like if that's not the bit the biggest like most beautiful uh, full circle that's true you can think of i love it like I secretly in the back of my brain like i hope to eventually just hand over the entire school to alumni like Dang. wouldn't that be cool if the entire school was run by alumni yeah that would be incredible like i have an i have an alumni from the first graduating class who's on my counseling team so like i'm i'm slowly but surely like pulling them <laughs> 
same direction. It's like mm-hmm. one of our first alumni staff that came to work at our school, Kelly Palma, like yeah. she's now, like she's coaching other teachers. Crazy. Like, these little things like it, that, that's, that's the biggest like, uh, like result that kind of proves like, yeah, what we're doing is working. Yeah. Like, because they want to come back and serve their community. They want to be here. They believe in what's happening, but also like they're pushing us in different directions because they sat in those chairs. Yeah. Like you can't do it like that anymore because it doesn't make sense. Like when I sat here, it wasn't good for me. This is what I actually needed. Mm. I'm like, that's really important vision to hear too. Like lifting up the student voices. So that's been a huge blessing to be able to have all the alumni who are at our school that are pushing us in those directions and making us have the hard conversations and really growing. Like I, you know, I love that we have so many staff at our school that are our students as we get to have these adult conversations, we (laughs) have to be at that level. We get to see them grow. But then I know that they're like helping the next generation, the next group of our alumni out into the world. And that's cool too. Like they're good to have similar experiences that I have. We're catching up with someone else <laughs> down the road, right? Like, Dang. it's cool. Our, our school is just really awesome in that way. I, re- I really love that they're, they're here. Definitely. So speaking about alumni, I'm going to get into that a little bit. You know, shout out to my, to my class. We're going to take a, take a portion to shout us out. So, you know, what, what specifically did you enjoy about my class in particular? Oh, man, I, so I thought about it today because I was like, okay, we have two alumni staff from your class. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jen Tran and yep. Francisco Chavez. Yep. Right. We have some from the class of 2012. We have some from yeah. 2014, but we have those True. two in there. Yep. Your class was jokesters. <laughs> you guys were funny, but like, it was never like out of line. But it was like, <laughs> okay. You guys were just like really like jovial. Like you want yeah. to connect. You want to connect with mm. people. You wanted to like have fun. Like, yeah. Jen's that same way. Like she still can't call me Heather <laughs> for like, I don't know, two years now, three years. I don't now. even like, know if I can call you that. That feels no, weird. I don't, I understand. It's, <laughs> it's a thing. I get it. Um, but it's one of those things like your class was like, there was a lot of heart. Mm. There's a lot of heart and there was a lot of like beast mode, strong students in yeah, that class. That's true. Like, you guys were not, were not, did not come to play. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it was one of those like work hard, play hard situations. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it was like, also like, okay, so you and Jen graduated and you went, yeah. you both went to UC Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you were the people that were the most excited to find out like, who's coming to Davis after you, like, after when you went, like, you and Jen would email me and like, yeah. who's coming from LPS to Davis? I want to meet them. Like, I want to go talk True. to them. Like, let me, like, that's who you were. You guys were like yeah. friendly. You guys yeah. wanted to like bring everybody together and like come together as people. Mm. So I loved that about you guys. Yeah. Like, it was, it was great. Like, chatting it up with you about superheroes or talking to Jen about basketball when I didn't know Crazy. anything about basketball. <laughs> you know, Chavez, who was always trying to help teach somebody, like, that's true. He, ne- yeah. he never left. He did. Yeah, that's he true. That's he graduated true. and started tutoring and then finished wow. his undergrad and then got a teaching job. But, like, he never left. Wow. So it was, like, one of those people that, like, they're really dedicated to helping people. That's true. They really that's like true. connecting with people, but they're also, like, just really strong students. They know mm-hmm. how to do both. Um, so when I think of 2013, that's when I think about, you also guys had a, like a good set of advisors for your graduating class. Like, there was some good ones. Who was your advisor? Miss Goody. <laughs> Miss Goody was good. She went off to be a counselor too. So. Wow. Oh, another <laughs> so catch up You guys had a good set of advisors and that really helped. Like it pushed you all in some really strong direction. Yeah. Uh, 
So I love class 2013. You know, we're totally great. And I, I was speaking to other alumni and just from my class and I mentioned this and, you know, there's an undying loyalty to the, to the class. And, but just like the idea of all alumni, you know, we all started off at a certain point in the development of the school and we've really come to see it, you know, whether by working there or just through social media of just the, the span and the growth and the reach that the school has made. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, I won't speak for everyone, but especially for myself, I, you know, a lot of my success, a lot of my, my attributes, a lot of my accomplishments, I give up to the school. And, you know, it's because you believed in who I was. You gave me the opportunities that, that you felt like I deserved, even though I felt like I didn't deserve it. And just coming from this place of, you know, just literally believing it in myself and giving me the space to do that. And I think a lot of other students, a lot of other alumni, and even current students, I'm sure, can attest of the, the culture that, that LPS has provided and essentially keeping that culture as a part of who we are, moving to college, moving into different states, moving into different occupations. And, you know, this, this mantra of, you know, leaders that leaders emulate and, you know, le you know, just being inspired in a way that is where we thought it was, it was funny or we thought it was just a gimmick in high school. But, you know, honestly, I believed in it and a lot of people believed in it and it's something that we believe in it now and it's something that is a part of who we are you know that's just that just becomes to show an example of how great the school is it was and is and it's growing to be a part of and it's it's just a part of who we are now and I'll never forget the memories that we've shared but just how the school has made us into the people that we are today and that's something I enjoyed about my class because I can still see how we're being leaders in our own community, how we're being people that want to emulate what we're doing. And it's so weird to say that people look up to us or they, they remember us. And, you know, we're, we're part of different classes now and just, you know, other, other alumni that appreciate our year. That's, you know, shout out, shout out to the class of 2013. It's, it's been quite the journey of just, you know, we've all been part of our different, different paths, but I know that we're, we're killing it out there. We're, we're, we're really doing good out there. So. Shout out to the teachers that are Jen, you know, shout out to, to Francisco, even I know Matt is working at the school as an, you know, as a, as an advisor, is he, you know, Matt, Elgin? Matthew Elgin. <laughs> so, you know, he was, but I think he was. went back to school. Yeah. Like he finished with Michelle Bowen, so he went to do something else. So, but he there was there go. for a while too, right? Right. A ton of alumni. But just a ton of, from our class. So shout out to everyone doing the work and whether you're part of the school or not, you know, whatever you're doing shout out you've to had, you you've had an impact you've come through our doors you've had an impact <laughs> miss decker to to wrap up this idea of you know the wonderful things that the school has done wonderful things that i've come to appreciate wonderful things that i've come to appreciate about your journey of things that i would have never known you know especially coming to a place of being a, a young adult now thinking about my high school days if you could recreate a very, very short graduation speech for my class or just any previous alumni, what would you say and why? Oh, man. Okay. I think my big thing is follow your heart. Hmm. Don't follow the money. It's good. Like do what you love and the rest will figure itself out. There you go. Take risks because it's worth it. Yeah. Um, you know, and take care of each other. That's good. I think that's the biggest thing. Look out for yeah. each other. Stay connected. That's true. Stay connected. There's no excuse not to. So yeah. take care of each other when you need that. Um, and know you can always come home to LPS. <laughs> you can that's always call. Always be here. 
that's I think true. That's, that's the biggest thing that I would say to your class and to any students. Yeah. Follow your heart, take risks, take care of each other, and you can always come home. We'll always be here for you. Full circle. I feel like I'm back in high school sitting at, you know, the, the graduation stands. <laughs> it's, it's really nice to just see how far we've all come in, you know, for, for the, for the better or the worse, right. It wasn't an easy journey to get where we are now. And, you know, a lot of people can say that they've gone through so much stuff, you know, so much trials and tribulations, but at the same time too, there were a lot of good things that we can appreciate from, from our high school days or just from our college days. And, you know, there are a lot of people that are rooting for us. There's a lot of people supporting us, whether we make it known or not, whether we make it public or not, it's, it's in our hearts, it's in our minds. And it was shown by the people that we were at the time, right? When we were in high school, there were, we had friends in the moments, we had supporters in the moments, we had staff teachers that, that was, that were really rooting us on. And for them to be that in this time that we were like, that already speaks a lot. And you know, for a lot of us in, in the different spaces that we are now, we still believe in the same thing. And so, like you said, stay connected, reach out, like having this moment to just catch up with you, Mrs. Decker has truly been a blessing. And honestly, it was one long overdue, but at the same time, everything happens in its own timing. And, you know, this couldn't have come better in the, in the times that we're living in now where we need that reminder of following our dreams, following our passions, staying true to who we are, um, knowing the can ifs and reminding ourselves of the, 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 the family and the community that we, that we grew and we contributed to and not just in LPS, but all the different spaces that we were a part of middle school, college, you know, those organizations, extracurricular activities, the families that you've made over time. Now more than ever is a time to reach out. Now is more than ever is a time to support one another um, and reflect on who we are as people and our identities and, you know, continue to be better for each other. So Mrs. Decker, thank you so much for taking the time to just spill some knowledge, shed some light on your, your journey as a, as an advisor school counselor, and just to, to know that you are doing well and you will continue to do well. I'm always rooting for you. It's so weird to say that now, um, just being a younger adult now, you would always root me on, but now I get to root you on um, as a, as a fellow, you know, person in the, in the educational system. It's, it's, it's good to know that you, you're in a place where you're essentially mentoring people that were once yourself, but I know that you'll do good and I know that you'll continue to do good because that's always what you've been doing. So thank you for thank taking you. the time. Yeah. Thank you, Kessner. I appreciate that. This has been so enjoyable. Anytime. Mm -hmm. Call me anytime, Kessner. You know how to get a hold of me. We'll Definitely. Look forward to speaking more again soon. Mrs. Decker, thank you so much. Until the next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.